0: just of your grandparents and how proud certainly they are of you now but my guess is even when you were an intern for the TV station that they watched the local news on they were probably as proud as could be uh, about that how, how does your uh, how do your grandparents and your family react to uh, to your career and this success
1: i know that they're looking down and still feeling very proud of their grandkiddo's for what they have done Um, But my parents are here. They're working class parents who live here in Wichita, Kansas. I mentioned that my dad is a a Chinese kitchen cook and my mom is a hairstylist. And so the two of them um, have been very proud of what I have accomplished and what my brother Carlos has accomplished. I'm just really grateful that they provided me that opportunity to come to America and fulfill my full potential here. And so, again, I'm just so grateful to live here in Wichita and the United States.
0: Americans are capable of achieving extraordinary things when they have the freedom and opportunity to do so. This is American Potential, and here's your host, Jeff Crank. Hey, thanks for joining us for another edition of American Potential. You know, one of the beautiful things about America is when people from other countries want to make it their home country because they know how unique and how precious our freedoms are. So they get involved in protecting those freedoms. And some of the ways they do this is by being involved in their community, talking with their elected officials or running for elected office. Now, today's guest immigrated from Guatemala, where she was born, to the U.S. Uh, with her family when she was eight years old. When they immigrated, she spoke only Spanish and Chinese. So to learn English, she would watch TV, which helped inspire her career choice when she got older. And over the years, she's gotten to know her community of Wichita, Kansas through her job, but also being a volunteer for multiple organizations. And because she didn't like the direction that the community was going, she decided she could no longer sit on the sidelines And the best way to have an impact was to run for office. I'd like to welcome Lily Wu, who is running for mayor of Wichita, Kansas, to the show. Lily, thanks for joining us. How are you?
1: Thank you very much for having me, Jeff. I'm having a great day and uh, about to end this August and start September, which is my birthday month.
0: (laughs) Excellent. What day of September, if if I can ask?
1: Well, it's Labor Day. Uh, My mom must have been thinking about labor right around Labor Day (laughs) this year. It falls on September fourth.
0: Oh wow, that's 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 great. That's awesome. Well, um, first of all, I want you were the director of the Miss Wichita Asian Festival Cultural Scholarship Competition. Tell me about that.
1: Well, that's something that's very near and dear to my heart. Uh, My ethnic background is Chinese, and there's a big Asian population here in Wichita, and I've been a part of an association called the Wichita Asian Association since I was 18 years old, and that organization really embraces the opportunity for people to celebrate where they came from and then share their culture with the rest of Wichita. And one of the components of that festival is a food component, and the other is the performing arts component, And the final one is the pageant, which is a cultural pageant competition. And that is one of the pieces where I've been uh, a leader of. And the Miss Wichita Asian Festival Scholarship Pageant allows young women to get to know their cultural roots, celebrate their cultural roots, and then share that with the rest of the community. And that is something that is very much important in uh, the work of the Wichita Asian Association is empowering our youth to really get to know who they are and then uh, be able to lead in our community.
0: So, I mean, you have a really interesting background. I think uh, a, a lot more interesting than than folks. We, we always talk about this on this podcast. I love folks who immigrate to the United States because they bring, it, it kind of renews our bloodlines a bit, right? It makes us remember a lot of people who are born in America forget how special America really is. And immigrants help remind us how special America really is. In fact, I had somebody the other day say to me, you know, I don't know if America's really a great country anymore. And I said, well, tell that to the, to the millions of people trying to get here because that should answer your question. How did, how did your parents end up in Guatemala? And what was it like growing up in Guatemala?
1: Absolutely. Let me first start off by saying every single day that I wake up, I am simply grateful to live in the United States of America, because this was a dream that my parents had nearly 40 years ago. In 1983, when they were in mainland China, they wanted to come to America, and that was the dream they had one day. I wasn't even conceived at that time, but they knew that that would be a country where they could provide better opportunities for their children. And so my parents uh, decided to leave China and they went to Guatemala. Uh, that's where I was born in Antigua, Guatemala, along with my younger brother, Carlos. And the two of us were raised in Guatemala while my parents were in their minds one day hoping to come to America. So they began their legal immigration process, which is a very lengthy process from the time that they conceived the idea in 1983 to finally coming to America in 1993, uh, that is a, a decade long. Um, but I was really grateful because my grandfather lived here in Wichita, Kansas, and he was our sponsor to come to America. So that process, again, lengthy, uh, lots of sacrifices made by my family and my parents especially. Um, and so I'm just obviously very, very grateful to, that they made that sacrifice of leaving everything they knew in the country of China, their family, everything about their culture and their language, they left that and they went to another country, Guatemala, and they set up a life there. They created um, a small business there. They, They had my brother and I there. And then they left that once again so that they could give their kids that opportunity here in America. So I'm simply grateful that I'm able to now call myself an American citizen. And very proud one at that.
0: That's always always makes me smile when I hear someone, particularly someone who immigrated to the United States, talk about how proud they are to call themselves an American. That's great. And, uh, you know, I, I'm fascinated by the fact that uh, you, you spoke Spanish and Chinese. I'm barely proficient in English. So for to meet someone who who growing up as a child, I mean, that, that first of all, uh, Chinese is not a very easy language, in my view, to to, to master. Um, and then you had to learn English. T- tell me about that whole journey.
1: Sure. Well, Jeff, my very first language is Spanish. So, so I was born in Guatemala uh, in 1984. And so I was eight years old when I came to Wichita, Kansas. And as a matter of fact, this year is our 30th anniversary of coming to America and to Wichita, Kansas. So I came here on April 2nd, 1993 as an eight year old immigrant girl from Guatemala. And I only spoke Spanish and Cantonese, which is the dialect that my parents uh, brought from Southern China. And we came to this uh, city and I didn't understand English. I still remember my very first day of school it was at one of the elementary schools here in Wichita in the public school system uh, called Lawrence Elementary. And I remember that very first day I was bused to that school because they had an English as a second language program. And so it wasn't even my neighborhood school. And I remember that night I went home crying to my mother, begging her to take us back home because I didn't understand my teachers. I didn't understand my peers. And I was reminded at that moment by my mother that this is our new home. And from that moment on, I knew I had to take a leadership role within my own family because I would have to help my family navigate this country by learning the language first and then being able to help them. And so I took that as a challenge, uh, but a good one at that. And I said, I'm going to learn English and I'm going to learn English not only In school, but I'm going to learn it by watching television. My grandpa loved watching the local news. And so I watched the local news with him at six o'clock and then we would watch Wheel of Fortune. And that's how I learned English really by watching television. I watched the local news to let me understand more about the culture that I was stepping into. But then I also learned how to spell thanks to Pat and Vanna.
0: Pat Sajak was your English instructor, it sounds like. (laughs) That's great. Um, Now, how different do you think your life would be today? And I'm sure you've thought of this if your parents hadn't come to the United States.
1: You know, I often get reminded just how grateful life is. Um, If I would have been conceived in 1980s China, the possibility of my life even being here would would probably not be around. My parents uh, would have been in China where there was a one child policy. And I always imagine um, what would that be like having to make that decision? Um, and thankfully, my parents left China and were able to not only have myself, but my younger brother um, also. And so I know how difficult and how different my life would be or even the non-existent life that I probably would never have had had it not been for my parents leaving China.
0: Now, you, uh, you chose Wichita. It sounds like your grandfather was there. Is that, is that how you ended up in Wichita?
1: Yes, it was my grandfather who came here and he was a Chinese kitchen cook. And that is also the profession that my dad has at the current moment.
0: Wow, that's that's incredible! Such a great American story. How did how did learning English and uh, the way that you learned English how did that inspire your career choice? Uh, And talk about what you did throughout or what you've done up to this point in your career.
1: Yeah, well, yes, Pat and Vanna both did a great (laughs) job being my out of classroom teachers, but I also say that newscasters, especially local journalists. They were also my out-of-classroom teachers, and they're the ones who inspired my career in journalism. Uh, So in the back of my head, as this little eight-year-old, I always wanted to be like my out-of-classroom teachers. And so I said, I hope to one day become one of those anchors or those reporters. And so throughout my high school uh, career, I was fortunate enough to get into this program called the International Baccalaureate Program, Uh, which allowed me to have this very worldly education, and in the IB program, we were challenged to really get to discover our passions and um, our strengths, and so I learned um, about my strength in communicating through the IB program, and they challenged me to go and get those internships even as a teenager, and so I actually had the opportunity to intern at the TV station that my grandparents would watch the news from, and I interned as a teenager and was also part of the school newspaper in high school, and then eventually in the collegiate level, um, I was, again, still involved in the community, but uh, knew that I wanted to major in something with communication, and so I graduated from Wichita State University with two degrees in four years thanks to a scholarship um, that provided a full ride called the Gore Scholarship. So I graduated with an integrated marketing communication degree and an international business degree. And following um, my passions for both communications and business and being involved with business organizations, I learned about Rotary. And through Rotary, I was able to compete for the Rotary Ambassadorial Scholarship which allowed me the opportunity to get my master's degree from the University of Hong Kong. So I pursued my master's in journalism and also served as an ambassador for the city of Wichita in my early 20s. And when I came back, I was able to um, do presentations uh, in our community. And one of the mentors that I met was a legend in uh, TV news, especially uh, here locally. and. Larry opened the door for me to get into Cake News, and that was in 2010, and I started my career as a journalist uh, here locally with the ABC affiliate and served there for nine years, was a local reporter uh, covering anything from the crime beat to the local government beat, and just stories from all across Wichita and our community. So I've had the opportunity to listen to a lot of stories from all walks of life and very diverse stories. And then Um, Finally, in 2020, I was offered a leadership position at the competing station, which was the CBS affiliate, and I took that opportunity and became the four o'clock anchor as well as a multimedia journalist, which that's a long word, basically means that I was not only the reporter, but I was also the videographer and the editor of those stories And so for the past three years, I've served KWCH as both an anchor and a multimedia journalist and really got to fulfill my dream from that eight-year-old girl to now a 38-year-old woman fulfilling that dream of one day becoming those out-of-classroom teachers that inspired her career.
0: That's what an incredible story. I I was thinking as you were telling this, uh, I was thinking just of your grandparents and how proud. Certainly they are of you now, but... My guess is even when you were an intern for the TV station that they watched the local news on they were probably as proud as could be uh about that. How, how does your uh, how do your grandparents and your family react to uh to your career and this success?
1: Absolutely. Um my yeye, which would be my grandpa, <laughs> my yeye has uh since passed away and so have my maternal grandparents. Um so I know that they're looking down and still feeling very proud of their grandkiddos for what they have done. Um, but my parents are here. They're working class parents who live here in Wichita, Kansas. I mentioned that my dad is a, a Chinese kitchen cook and my mom is a hairstylist. And so the two of them um, have been very proud of what I have accomplished and what my brother Carlos has accomplished. But I can tell you that my mom was my biggest fan on TV. She would watch religiously, whichever newscast I was on, she would be watching faithfully. And she even told me anytime that the four o'clock news would roll around, she would tell me if there was a technical difficulty because she would say, hey, I can't watch it on my uh, cell phone. So I know that my mom and my dad are both very proud, and I'm just really grateful that they provided me that opportunity to come to America and fulfill my full potential here. And so- Again, I'm just so grateful to live here in Wichita and the United States.
0: Yeah, but it, and I mean, you can hear it in it, you can hear it in your voice, and that's such a wonderful sound. Um, as I look back, uh, you know, I spent 14 years on the radio, and I'm just going to ask this kind of inside baseball question. I look back on my very first times I did talk radio. And I just ask myself, why did they ever invite me back? Have you ever looked back at like your very first ones and thought, what What was I thinking?
1: Oh, yes. I was such a green reporter. So <laughs> first and foremost, I just want to thank Wichitans for putting up with me and watching <laughs> me grow. Um, yeah. My name is Lily, so it's obviously a flower. And I feel like the community has seen my growth and helped me blossom into the woman that I am today. And so I thank them for being patient with me back when I was a a rookie reporter (laughs) and probably sounded terrible on TV to now the 38 year old woman that has been able to really understand what the craft of journalism is. And that is, especially in local news, it's telling those local stories and sharing people's stories because we are individuals and we all have specific uh, paths that we take And so I'm always hoping that as a reporter, we're able to share people's stories and help people really um, hone in on what it is that their main message is. And so I'm really grateful that people um, have followed my career, let me tell their stories and allowed me to grow as their local reporter.
0: Well, and being a reporter, you kind of got to obviously know the community well. And you saw maybe the community changing a bit. And I'd love to to see what some of those changes that you saw occurring and, and maybe what caused you to step up even further you know, and run for office.
1: Yeah, um, this community is a really great community. I don't know if you've ever been to Wichita, but we don't have mountains mm-hmm. and we don't have oceans, but what we have are really amazing people. And I always tell people that, if you're really invested in Wichita, Wichita will return that investment to you because Wichita wants to see you grow and help you. And I think it's the individuals. Um, I mentioned earlier a mentor by the name of Larry, but I failed to mention another mentor that I really care deeply about, and that is Stephanie. And so Stephanie was my school psychologist back in uh, middle school. She tested me for the gifted program. And she's the one that really opened the doors to opportunities for me that I didn't even realize were in our community. So I always say that it's people who help us see that instead of a challenge, it's really an opportunity. And so the people here of Wichita really want to help one another. And that is who we are as a people of Wichita. We're an entrepreneurial city. We're a welcoming and loving community. And that had been kind of missing over the last few years. And it was not really being told, um, Wichita's story being told the right way. And Wichita's story really is about its people. And, you know, we obviously are a, a big metropolitan city. Uh, we're not like the big, big cities of New York or DC or LA, but Wichita is the biggest city in Kansas. And we're a very diverse community. Um, And there are lots of opportunities here in Wichita, and I want more people to know about those opportunities. And so I always say that uh, this is a great opportunity to be the ambassador for Wichita, sharing what is good about our community and help people connect the dots to all the opportunities that are around. Um, I am certainly grateful to the people who showed me opportunities, and I'm grateful for all the opportunities that are available for more people in our community so being the connector is who I am.
0: So you, for many years, asked the questions of elected officials and and others. What's it like going from asking the questions to now being asked the questions? That's a different role, isn't it?
1: It is certainly a different <laughs> role. Uh, I never imagined myself in this role uh, necessarily, <laughs> but I have served in this capacity um, as an ambassador back in my early 20s as a Rotary ambassadorial scholar, so I did get to share my story abroad. Um, I didn't tell you this, but when I was in Hong Kong, I actually spoke at every Rotary club in Hong Kong, both in English and in Cantonese, because that's the dialect that I learned from my parents. And I'm the only Rotary scholar that was able to do that because of those two unique language opportunities. And in Hong Kong, Cantonese and English are readily spoken everywhere. And so that really showed me um, that the stories of Wichita and the story of of individuals are important. That's how we connect the dots to everything around us. And so um, it is a different seat that I'm in now, answering the questions rather than asking the questions. Um, But I also feel like that is also the opportunity for me to say, you can also be in that same seat I'm in right now. You should be able to share your story. And the more that we share our stories, I think we learn to realize that there are more commonalities between us than differences.
0: Now, you're, obviously, you're very engaged civically in, in Wichita. Why, why is that so important? And why is it important for people to engage in their communities as well?
1: You know, the IB program and also Rotary both um, have instilled in me this sense of service. Uh, Rotary's motto is service above self. And in the IB program, to be a worldly individual, you're supposed to not only um, be a thoughtful and critical thinker, but you're also supposed to be part of a community. And it was in those early teenage days that I started my civic engagement Uh, really being a volunteer in this community. Um, I learned at a very young age that although I really respect healthcare professions, I'm too queasy and cannot be a doctor. But those are (laughs) things that you learn through volunteering and through learning in internships. And um, when you get civically engaged, when you find the passion that you have um, and the skills that you maybe bring to the table and can give to a nonprofit, That is part of civic engagement. Um, For me, it was the Wichita Asian Association. Being able to realize that being different, uh, maybe physically looking different, uh, is not a bad thing. I want people, my favorite question is, where are you from? I love when people ask that question because then I can tell them that I'm from Wichita, (laughs) but they want to dig deeper and they say, no, like, where were you born? And I say, Guatemala. And, (laughs) And I know that that throws them off. And then they ask one more time, so uh, what's your nationality? And I say, I'm a proud American citizen. (laughs) And I know that the question that they want to ask is, what is your ethnicity? And so the Wichita Asian Association has allowed me the opportunity to share that my ethnic background, which is Chinese, is a beautiful ethnic background. And that all of us in America come from some sort of ethnic background. And so we should celebrate where we came from. And I believe that if you celebrate where you came from, you can know where you're going because the past and the future still in some ways coincide. And so I want to be that bridge builder, helping people understand that it's okay to be Asian and American, to be Chinese and American, to be Guatemalan and American, to be a Wichita and American. So it's that bridge that I love um, and I learned from being civically engaged in my community.
0: What, what advice would you give to an eight-year-old uh, girl in Wichita, right, who's, who sees you uh, and sees what you've done in, in your life and, and where, maybe where you're headed here as well? What, what advice would you give them?
1: Dream big, work hard, stay focused. Uh, I know that for the eight-year-old me who came to this country not knowing any English, my dream was to become an anchor or reporter and 30 years later, that dream was, came to full fruition. Um, and how I got there was really not just because I had that dream, but because I stayed focused on that goal, that big goal. And I S I spoke about it. And so therefore people knew that that was a goal. And so, People helped me get to where I had become an anchor and reporter. And so it does take the effort and the hard work of an individual, but it also is not done by oneself. I always think that a community is needed. And when you speak uh, that big dream to your community, your community will help you. And for me, it was being that anchor and reporter, and I just can't thank this community enough.
0: Yeah what 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 a wonderful story you you have, Lily. I mean, it's just such a such a great story, and it's it's so awesome to to hear it. And um, I just w- I want to thank you for sharing it with us today.
1: Thank you very much for that opportunity, Jeff.
0: Yeah, and you know, best of luck to you. Uh, what what a, what a great success story. I love. This is one of the things I love about this podcast is we try and tell stories of Americans and and sort of how they've overcome barriers and and things in in their own life. And uh, certainly coming to the United States at at eight years old, not knowing English, uh, knowing two other languages, but not knowing the United States, but then becoming such a great success as you've done. It's just inspiring to a lot of people. So thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Okay. All right. Well, listen, I mean, what, what a great story Lily has. And there are millions more of those stories out there in America. We're going to bring those to you in the coming weeks and months. But most importantly, I hope that you are inspired by Lily's story. And if you're that eight-year-old girl sitting somewhere in America and you, you listen to this and you think, I can do that, too. That's, that's the greatness of this podcast. Thanks for joining us, and thanks for listening to another episode of American Potential. Thank you for listening to American Potential. You may listen to more stories from Americans working every day to expand freedom and opportunity in their communities by visiting AmericanPotential.com.